Good morning once again, church, and a happy Labor Day to you and yours. I pray that you've uh, been finding rest uh, this weekend and hopefully been able to catch up on things that you would have liked to take care of or what you need to take care of around the home or whatnot. I am, uh, as every week, just ecstatic and and super excited to be used to bring the message this morning. And we will be in Acts chapter 17, going through verses 10 through 15. And so before we go ahead and read the text, let's just go ahead and pray and ask for the Lord's blessing upon this message. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you again and, and we thank you for you. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and his shed blood for us. May that never get old. Lord, may that be a renewed understanding every day that we live, or that we are so blessed that our eyes of our hearts have been opened to understand the truth of who we are uh, in our in our natural state, sinners apart from you, and that you've given a solution to the problem, Lord. You've given your Son as a ransom for many, for all who would come to know Him and and recognize their own sin and recognize He is the cure for sin. So thank you for the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, that covers us and makes us right before your eyes. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that lives in all of us as believers. And Father, we ask now that you would give us the ability to hear your word for what it really means and how it is so important to be applied to our lives. We pray that you'd give us the ability to apply uh, this message to our lives and that uh, we would give you would give us uh, feet to our faith, that it wouldn't just be uh, faith that's in our minds, but it, it transfers to our hearts and to our feet, that we actually act out and live out uh, the faith that we claim we have. So, Father, we thank you and we love you. We pray this all in Jesus Christ's precious name. Amen. All right, Acts chapter 17, verses 10 through 15. And it reads, That very night the believers sent Paul and Silas to Berea. When they arrived there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. And the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica. And they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. As a result, many Jews believed, as did many of the prominent Greek women and men. But when some Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word of God in Berea, they went there and stirred up trouble. The believers acted at once, sending Paul on to the coast while Silas and Timothy remained behind. Those escorting Paul went with him all the way to Athens. Then they returned to Berea with instructions for Silas and Timothy to hurry and join him. And I've entitled this message this morning, Seek and You Shall Find. And that's exactly what we we see the Bereans doing here, seeking the word of God and finding the truth of who Jesus Christ is within the scriptures that they were searching. As was a custom with Paul, as we've been learning through the book of Acts, he would touch down in a a town or city and he would simply share the gospel message. That's what his agenda was. 
was to witness, was to share the truth of Jesus Christ, was to 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 share and teach Jesus Christ saves and we need to be uh, repented of our sins and receive the gift of salvation. That's what he would do. And more times than not, Paul would be driven out by those who opposed Christ. This is the normal pattern that we see going on throughout the book of Acts as we get deeper into the book. When this would happen, the Holy Spirit would provide the next destination, the next location for Paul and the ministry team, Silas and Timothy, for them to venture off to. And this is what continued to happen. Today, we will see more of the same from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. Now, the believers sent Paul and Silas from Thessalonica to Berea. This was the next location. Remember, they were with Jason at Jason's home. Uh, the authorities didn't like what was going on. They they basically smashed down on Jason. They sent him to, to jail. And then Paul and Silas were sent away to go to Berea, where there would be another place for them to go to share the gospel. Here in Berea, the message of Jesus Christ for the most part, would be warmly welcomed and accepted. Paul would witness in these Berean people that they had a a specific, a unique hunger and a unique thirst for the word of God like he had never seen in others before. But there would also be a pushback. There would also be tension with those who opposed the Lord's offer of salvation, once again forcing Paul onto another location. But as we kind of look at the framework of all that, it's 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 been said many times before, and I'm sure those of us who are believers are aware of this. But the cool thing about this whole scenario here is that the Lord uses the relentless persecution to actually spread and further the gospel message to even more people than ever. And so, you know, it's it's actually a hidden blessing in disguise that these things went on because you know, Paul would preach in a certain area, then people would get upset. Those that oppose Christ, they would drive him out, but then that would just drive him out to another location that hadn't been tapped into yet. And then again, Paul would, you know, preach the message and the same thing would continue. So it's like he would go from all these different areas, from spot to spot to spot, sharing the truth and the love of Jesus Christ. And though there was pushback, there was many that did believe. And you see uh, all of these seeds that are planted in those hearts that are willing to receive the, the gift of Jesus Christ. And so it's just a beautiful thing when you think about it. And And nothing has changed in that sense today. Where there is persecution, where there is opposition, there is much fruit to be bared for the gospel for Jesus Christ. There are several main points for us to focus on this morning. And the first one is this. The body of Christ should always be willing to help one another out. Notice that in the first verse, it says that the believers who were at Jason's home, they helped Paul and Silas out. The text says that the believers sent Paul and Silas to Berea. This is important because these these believers in, in Thessalonica, they didn't just merely leave Paul and Silas to fend for themselves. They didn't just see them in danger and say, oh, you know, I'm going to turn a blind eye and act like I don't know what's going on because I know that I'm I'm safe. No, they saw their brothers in danger. They saw their brothers in trouble and they stepped in and did something about it. They helped them by offering another safe place for them to go. As Christians, we should be willing to help all people. 
but especially those who are in the household of faith. The second main point for us this morning is this. Never take any Bible teacher or any teacher that's claiming that they're teaching the Word of God at their word. Fact check them and what they're teaching by seeking out the Word of God and the Scriptures for confirmation searching out the scriptures for yourself so you can so you can clarify what i'm hearing what is being taught i can verify through the word of god that this is correct the bible is clear that in the last days many will have itching ears and they will raise up teachers of their own for their own for their own uh, you know desires because they don't want to hear truth they refuse to embrace sound doctrine and so they'll they'll want teachers that'll just teach them what they want to hear. As believers, we need to be more concerned with the truth of what someone is claiming. Like they're saying, I'm teaching you what Jesus says. I'm teaching you what, what the Bible stands for. We need to be more concerned with, is there truth in that rather than if they're a dynamic speaker? Are they good looking? Do they tell jokes? Are they witty? Are they crafty? You know, because some people will listen to certain Bible teachers based on those facts alone. And that's not what we should be listening to anybody for. And for that matter, uh, this is exactly what the Bereans did. They made sure they diligently searched the scriptures daily to see if what Paul and Silas were teaching was true. And what this reveals to us is that the Bereans really took their spiritual lives seriously. They, they, This was important to them. This was something that they weren't taking lightly. It wasn't something that they were just flipping about. No, they they valued it. They valued their spiritual lives. And so they they put in time to see if what was being taught to them was true or was it false. And when you think about it, when you really hone in on what is being said here, it makes total sense because anything that's important to you you're going to put time in, you're going to invest time into, and you're going to double check it. You're not just going to just do uh, you know, this loosey-goosey, willy-nilly spot check about things. You're going to really make sure that what is being said or what's being done is really done correctly and it's done the right way. I mean, I have a great example of this. I, uh, when, you know, I was dating my wife, uh, when I had first met her and, you know, things started to become apparently more serious that, okay, we're not going to just casually date. We're, we're, we're looking to, we're prayerfully looking to get married. This is what, you know, what we went through, you know, back then, seven years ago. She actually, she told, it was so funny. She told me the other day, I don't know what conversation we were having, but she was like, I Googled you. I Googled you to find out are you who you say you are? And obviously we know in the day and age of technology and all the information that's online, you can easily, you know, type up someone's name and information is going to come up from them of whatever, you know, the database on the net has about them. But she, you know, obviously taking it serious that, you know, she wanted to marry me, uh, consider me. She's like, well, I'm not just going to take this dude's word for it. I'm going to double check and make sure he is who he says he is. And, you know, it's a pretty funny thing, but, uh, you know, obviously, 
obviously, you know, there's truth to it that she wanted to make sure that my character was correct because if I had told her something and she found out through, you know, the internet that it wasn't she was going to she was going to, you know, call me on it. She was going to pull my card and be like, "Dude, you're lying. You're not who you say you are." And so, uh, you know, that's just a that's just a personal example of how we see this playing out, but again, we must always make sure uh whatever you hear from me, uh, you, I mean, you, you got to be wise and you got to check the scripture for yourself. Just make sure, uh, you know, whether whoever it is, just make sure you're double checking the scriptures to see if what you're being told, if what you're being taught is actually accurate and correct. The third main point for us this morning is this. Unfortunately, there will always be some who will not who will not only oppose Jesus Christ, but they will actually stir up trouble because of their, uh, you know, their hurt, their anger, their hang up with Christ. They're just, that's just the position that they are in in this life is they are going to oppose Christ and all that he stands for and those who stand to uh, represent him in this earth. Lastly, we see that some of these unbelievers who opposed Jesus Christ in Thessalonica, they actually had caught wind that Paul and Silas were in Berea teaching, and they wanted to go there and cause even more trouble. They weren't motivated by the grace of God. Instead, their hearts were hardened, and they continued in their destructive paths. They wanted to cause more pain and hurt to other people. Now, for us, And for all those we pray for, we want to be those who are moved to submit and obey to the Lord so that we can be at peace with him and we can be blessed, not opposed to him and suffer being cursed because we want to worship false gods instead. No matter how well off people who oppose Christ seem to be, somehow, some way, the truth will come out. And the truth in their lives is that, you know, they're frustrated, they're hurt, they're sad, there's anger going on, there's there's unsettled things that are going on within their lives. And that's what comes out at some point in time, the truth will spill out. Anger and frustration, it'll be seen, it'll be known to people. And it's because only Jesus Christ can give true peace and true joy and resolve any and all situations and problems that are within our lives because it's a sin issue at the core of every problem. No matter how it manifests itself in the physical, it is a sin issue at the root. Not that We as believers, we don't struggle with these same things, but when you have the Holy Spirit living within you, you're more well-equipped to deal with anger, depression, frustration than someone who doesn't have the Holy Spirit living within them. All right, let's go ahead and and get into our our verses, our core verses this morning, and we'll start with uh, verses 10 through 12 in Acts chapter 17. And it reads again, That very night the believers sent Paul and Silas to Berea, When they arrived there, they went to the Jewish synagogue, and the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. As a result, many Jews believed, as did many of the prominent Greek women and men. So here... We, we we start off by seeing that as the authorities came down, remember uh, in the last uh, message, to Jason's home, uh, he was harboring believers. Others in the church, they, they went to help Paul and Silas because they saw that they were going to, you know, 
obviously be put back into into jail if they were to get caught. So they were they helped Paul and Silas under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, directing them to their next destination. And this is where we find them in Berea. And they went to another synagogue where they would meet people who were ready to receive the word of God. And again, the application is this. We should always be ready to help out those, help out all people, but especially those who are in the body of Christ, who are believers. We should be ready and willing to help them at any point, however we can, led by the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 tells us, Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. The Bible is clear that when one part of the body of Christ hurts, we all hurt. And when one part of the body of Christ is triumphant, we all rejoice. We all are victorious, which should encourage us even more to be a blessing to one another. So next, as we move on, we see we're going to we're going to be introduced to the Bereans and and we're going to focus in on the character, the character and the quality of integrity within these Berean people and these specifically the Berean believers. So the first thing that 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 jumps out off the pages to me is that they were open-minded to the teachings of Jesus Christ. They were willing to be persuaded if the claims of Jesus Christ were true. A question for you and me this morning is, do you listen to God's word with that same openness? Are you, are you listening? Are you willing to hear the word of God with this similar open-mindedness to be persuaded by the word of God if the claims of the word are true? Because you see, sometimes we will hear the truths from the Word of God that will cut at the heart, that will convict, and ultimately will correct us if we are willing to listen, if we are willing to be molded and shaped by the Word of God. And, and to be convicted by the Word of God, for uh, to allow the Word of God to cut you at your core, because we know the Bible is... Uh, like a double-edged sword, right? It cuts between the bone and marrow, gets to the heart of the situation. And that's not easy to hear at times, but it's for our own good. And I say that because many people have clear heads, but they but they have a closed heart and they never receive the, receive the word of God with, with this kind of readiness, with this kind of uh, eagerness and willingness to listen. And so we need to be those that have this open-mindedness and like the second point, this eagerness that the Bereans had. The second point about the Bereans and how they were, their character as far as uh, their willingness to hear the Word of God is that they were eager to hear the message of Christ crucified, meaning that they actually anticipated it. They were on the edge of their seats, ready to hear the Word of God. They were, they were uh, I don't want to say anxious, but they were really ready. They were ready to receive the Word of God. Another question for us this morning is, what are you eager about today? Right this minute, right this moment, what are you eager about in your life today? Is it God's word? 
Are you eager about Jesus Christ? Are you eager about growing in your relationship with him? Are you eager about having a deeper connection to him, hearing from him more clearly, being being infused with the power of the Holy Spirit to live a life that, that is sacrificial, to live a life that is sincere, to live a life that is just, to act out in a way where you're showing love and compassion to those around you? Is that what is eager in your heart is that what you're is that what you're ready to embrace this morning or is it something else right that's the question we have to ask ourselves this morning because Jesus Christ truly is the only one worthy of having a healthy obsession for right because Many times we are obsessed with all kind of different things in our lives. We're obsessed. I mean, even now we're, we could be obsessed about the coronavirus and the coronavirus going away and, and, and these wildfires that we're facing in our state for all these things to go away and the social unrest and the unjust you know, things that are going on daily that we see in the news. We can be obsessed about all that stuff. But for us, we need to be eager and obsessed about Christ because again the message of the Bible is clear Jesus Christ saves and he's the only one that can rectify all of these problems and issues that are going on in our society and also going on within our personal lives in our hearts Jesus Christ is the only one who can bring revival within your heart and my heart that can spark a holy ghost fire that's going to be infectious and infect all those other people around us for good, right? And that's where this healthy eagerness comes into play. And this is what these Bereans uh, possessed. And this is what made them a unique uh, sect or part of, uh, you know, believers in Christ here is that their open-mindedness and their eagerness to hear the word of God. The Bereans heard the teachings, the teaching of one of the most famous people or most prominent, you know, uh, apostles and theologians in the early church, right? As the human author of many New Testament books, Th- this this is this was their speaker, you know, someone who was very prominent in the faith, someone who had, you know, so to speak, all the accolades. They 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 had, you know, all the track record to prove it. They had he had Paul had this reputation. You know, his reputation uh, preceded him, right, in the faith. He was one that, that was looked at as someone who was a pillar in the faith. Yet, they still searched the scriptures when Paul taught to see if his teaching was biblically true. They weren't just going to accept Paul's teaching just because he was Paul. They weren't just going to do that. They didn't put him on a pedestal like that. They they treated him like an ordinary person and made sure that they fact-checked They checked themselves so they could make sure that what he was teaching was true. When the Bereans heard Paul teach, their reaction wasn't, well, mine, he, he's such a fine speaker. I'm just, I'm just wowed by, by how he handles the scripture. So I'm just convinced that wasn't how they were not, not to discredit Paul, but they, at the same time, weren't just blown away to where they didn't want to fact check. They didn't look at it like that. They didn't look at him like that. They weren't like, well, you know, I don't like the way that Paul, you know, talks. So, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to double check or they didn't they didn't say, well, he's a funny preacher. He's you know, he cracks a lot of jokes. And so he's persuasive. So I just I just believe everything he says. No, not at all. Instead, the Bereans wanted to know, are these things true? Are these things true? What this man is speaking to me? 
Does this man teach me the truth? It was it also wasn't a one time deal. You see, it wasn't like they just did it one time, like, you know, Paul, you know, taught in the synagogue and this was the only time they they searched the scriptures. No, they searched the scriptures daily. They didn't do it once a week. They didn't do it once a month. They didn't do it, you know, three, four times a year at 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 an Easter or or a Christmas service. No, they did it daily. They, They searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were true or not. The application for us this morning is this. How do you evaluate the sermons or the teachings that you hear? Do you simply take what any biblical teacher or any pastor says? Is says Do you take it at face value? Or do you seek the scriptures out for yourselves? Do you take the time to delve into God's word, led by the Holy Spirit, and allow the Holy Spirit to bring light to the scriptures that are being taught to you? Always compare what you hear with what the Bible says. Because a preacher or teacher who is true to God's word will never contradict or try to explain away anything that is found in God's word. And the difficult things of scripture, I'll I'll be the first one to, to admit, I do not understand everything in the Bible. There are things that I'm still learning. But an honest Bible teacher or or, or, or pastor will, will, if they don't understand it, they'll obviously point you in the right direction to, to get the answer that you're looking for. But they're not just going to come up with some kind of pad answer or give you some, some fluff answer to, to, to just go ahead and coax you and make you feel like, oh, okay, I'm at peace with it. No, they're going to be honest and real with you about where they're at and what the Lord has revealed to them. It was worth it to the Berean, it was worth it to the Bereans to put in this this hard work, to put in this effort, to investigate what God's word said and how Paul's teaching matched up with it or how if it didn't match up, they were going to know. But they were willing to put in this effort. It should be worth it to us as well. Because anything worthwhile to us, we're going to put time and effort into. You think of all the things that you enjoy doing, whether it's, you know, restoring cars or or creating some kind of you know crafts and art or or gardening or or any of these things that you know that you enjoy that the Lord has given you a passion for in your life you put time and effort into it you know i think of men that that have hobbies where they've invested you know a numerous amount of time money resources we do that. Why? Because it's important to us, because it's something that we enjoy. And if the word of God, if our relationship with Jesus Christ is something that we love and enjoy, then we as well are going to put time and effort into God, into the things of the Lord. We are going to be those that are going to seek the scriptures diligently and allow the Lord to speak to us. Because of their willingness to hear and, and respond to the word, many were saved. Many there in Berea, men and women alike, because of their eagerness and their open-mindedness to hearing the word of God and their willingness to search the scriptures daily, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the word of God was released into their lives and many were saved. All right, let's go ahead and move on to verses 13 and 15, or excuse me, 13 through 15. And it says, But when some Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word of God in Berea, they went there and stirred up trouble. The believers acted at once, sending Paul onto the coast while Silas and Timothy remained behind. Those escorting Paul went with 
him all the way to Athens. Then they returned to Berea with instructions for Silas and Timothy to hurry and join him. So we see here that the unbelieving Jews from Thessalonica, they they weren't satisfied by forcing Paul and his team out of their city alone. They, they, they followed Paul to Berea and they wanted to disrupt the work there as well. Because when they, they caught word of it, they, they went there to cause confusion, to cause disruption, to cause mayhem, to cause havoc, to start another riot, to just, you know, add fuel to the fire. And, you know, when you really look at this, the sad thing about it is there's a level of hurt and hate and pain that are in these people's hearts. There is a specific level because it's one thing to for somebody to have an initial reaction and be like, you know, uh, whatever. I I I'm not into Jesus Christ. I don't want to hear about, you know, how he's going to save my soul. I don't want nothing to do with him. It's one thing for someone, you know, just, you know, in that initial response to have that kind of interaction with someone who's sharing the word of God with them, right? They just don't want nothing to do with it. Okay. Yeah, I get it. You know, that's what it is. But it's a whole other thing for an individual to go out of their way and to continue to condemn the preaching of Jesus Christ. It's like a witch hunt. It's like, no, they're actually going out of their way to, you know, I want to shut down the church. I want to shut down the teaching of Jesus Christ. It's not it's not enough for me personally just to not want to be saved by Jesus Christ, but I want to cause other people to to not want to be saved. And obviously that that's 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 someone that's being used as a vehicle of Satan to try to try to not allow people to be saved. And again, we see that spiritual warfare going on. We see it going on in our day and age today. We see it going on in our world. We see it going on in our country. And 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 it's real and it's alive, unfortunately. But this is what goes on in the spiritual realm. It takes someone who is full of hurt and full of hate who has not yet been healed to be in a position to pull something like this like this off it's only someone who who you know you trace every person back who who has ever uh you know persecuted christians or persecuted jesus christ and and i can guarantee you if you peel back the onion layers you're going to find within that individual's life if you trace everything back a lot of hurt a lot of pain a lot of bad things that have happened, and uh, you know the 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 Golden State uh, you know uh, massacre guy, the guy that was all throughout California doing heinous crimes, and you know he's very old now. Uh, it's very interesting when you kind of do some research about him, you find out that he went through some very horrible, traumatic things that he saw. And again, this is not to justify any of the havoc that he 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 put on all the people, all the victims that he had have have has done horrific things to. It's not to make light of any of the bad things he's done. But when you trace it all back, he was also a victim of some very bad things that happened. And so without that healing coming, you see how, again, hurt people hurt people. And you see that unfortunate, that unhealthy, continued cycle going on. And so we see this here with these unbelievers that came from Thessalonica to Berea. They are just trying to stir up more trouble, more conflict, more havoc going on. It was just craziness that was going on within the 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 city at this time and you know when you look at the scriptures this was actually the fifth city that Paul was run out of by an angry mob who was stirring up envious Jewish leaders the same thing happened in uh, Poseidon 
Uh, the same thing happened in Iconium. The same thing happened at Lystra and now Thessalonica. And we see it here in Berea. The application for us today is this. We just really have to understand and come to the point that as believers in Jesus Christ, we can count on opposition. It's simply a staple in the Christian life. Um, there's no use to, I mean, yeah, you can complain, you can vent, but you need to get used to it. I need to get used to it. There is going to be opposition. There's no such thing as living the Christian life without opposition. If you're living the Christian life and there's no opposition in your life, you need to ask the question, are you really saved? Are you really living the Christian life? Because, and persecution comes in many forms. Maybe you're not seeing persecution where your life is, you know, uh, being threatened, but there is going to be persecution that's going to come into your life as a believer in Christ. That's, that's, that's just the reality of living this life in Christ. It's actually part of what grows our faith. It's a big component of it is facing challenges and opposition. That is a big deal in the Christian life. Uh, you look at just what we're living through now, the biggest, you know, health crisis in our country, in our world in the past 100 years, uh, you know, that culminated with, again, all these crazy wildfires that are going on, the, 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 you know, the injustice going on with, you know, with, with, you know, the, the different communities in, in our country. I mean, you look at 2020 and I don't think any of us saw this coming, but but this has been uh, a trial of trial of years. You know, everything that's gone on. I mean, it's just it's been a tumultuous year of a lot of crazy things. And and the reality is we are we as believers, believers in Christ, excuse me, we are either going to press into Jesus and be motivated to serve him even more. Do you know because of all these circumstances, or we're going to be overtaken with depression and dread and you know, de- you know, despair, and we're actually going to atrophy spiritually? It's like you know, physically, if you don't use your muscles, if you don't exercise, if you don't keep stretching those muscles, you're not going to keep growing muscle, you're actually going to stop growing muscle and you're going to atrophy and you're going to shrink physically. You know, the same thing happens in our spiritual lives. If we get to a point because we're seeing all these things going on and there's a lot of challenges and it's difficult and it's hard and it's a strain. And I believe we've all been dealing with a little bit of emotional, you know, uh, you know, instability at some point, some kind of depression. You know, if we don't press into Christ, we are going to atrophy spiritually and we don't want that. We want to be those that continue to press on. We want to be those that remain faithful into the end and endure because it's those that endure that are going to be saved. And the Bible is clear about that. And we want to be those that have the staying power of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ in us to be able to stand firm on the rock of Jesus Christ no matter what we're faced with in our lives. Amen? Next, we see that these faithful believers in Berea they jumped into service. They jumped at the opportunity to help because the, the scripture says immediately the brethren, the brethren, excuse me, sent Paul away. These Christians in Berea sent Paul away to Athens, fearing for his life, and they wanted the work to continue. They didn't want the work of the gospel to be disrupted in any kind of way, so they sent him. And then next we see that both Silas and Timothy remained there in Berea because Paul wanted to leave them behind to teach others, to teach these young believers, to take them under their wings and for them, 
for Silas and, and Timothy to take care of these new Christians in Berea. The fact that both Silas and Timothy remained there showed again that Paul had a passion for planting churches and not just making converts, right? He he wanted to see that these Bereans were going to grow and were going to mature spiritually, not that they were just going to have this one-time encounter with the Lord and that was going to be it. And and for us, we need the same thing. We need to be those that that don't want this one-time experience, but we want a continual a continuum of experiences, a lifetime of experiences with Jesus Christ. It, it, it's it's simply put a relationship. We want an intimate relationship, something that's going to grow closer and bigger over time, not something that's a one-time deal. It's not religion. It's a relationship, right? We want to see this. We want to see this in our own lives. And the application for what this shows us in the scripture for us today is this. We must remember that we are the body of Christ and that no one can do everything alone. We need all people. We need the whole church to be involved. We need everybody to play their part. We need everybody to bring forth the gifts and the talents that the Lord has given them and offer it to the Lord through service in the church. That's what makes the church strong. Obviously, we know Christ is at the center. Christ is the foundation. But the scripture is clear. We are the hands and feet of Christ. And if you're you know, a hand that's supposed to be gripping and throwing and doing and all this, and you're not using your abilities as the hand, then you're actually taking away from the body. That's why we need everyone's involvement. You need to pray about, figure out, find out what your gifts are, what your talents are, stop hoarding it, and give to the Lord through the service in the church. That is what we are supposed to do. That is what we are supposed to do. We are stronger in Christ together. Right. If we're solo bolo doing our own thing, I mean, yeah, you can you can leave a mark for Christ. But how much more effective will you be if you band together, excuse me, with your brothers and sisters in Christ? Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse 12 tells us a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken, right? And that's a beautiful example of unity, unification within the body of Christ, right? This is not this is not the Lone Ranger where you do your own thing. We need to come into agreement as the body and our CEO, our chief officer in command is Jesus Christ. We take our orders from the head and we do what we what he calls us to do, unified as the body. Also, remember when Christ was speaking with his disciples, he sent them out two by two. He didn't send them out. Well, you go here, you go here, you go there. They're going to get picked off. You know, he sent them out as couples going out together to serve alongside one another in this spiritual battle. Today, let us stand together in faith, believing, understanding, knowing that Jesus Christ alone is the only one, the only true lasting answer to all the problems that we face in this world. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you again for today. I thank you for just the opportunity to be alive, Lord. It is a gift. Every breath is a gift, Lord. You you, you give and you take away, and you've given to us another day, Lord. So let us be grateful. Let us be thankful in that, that you've given us breath in our lungs. You've given us 
uh, our hearts the ability to plump, pump blood through our veins, Lord, that we're healthy. You've given us a clean bill of health. As long as we have breath in our lungs, Lord, there's hope. There's an opportunity for change to occur, for us to become uh, closer to you, for us to be, uh, uh, you know, better servants, be more faithful, Lord. Not that we're not that we're banking on our goodness. We know that our righteousness comes from you, but we want to grow. We want to be, uh, you know, better stewards of what you've given us. And so we thank you for this day. We thank you for. Uh, the unwavering faith that you that you give to us, that the love that you show to us through your Son Jesus Christ. Thank you for His shed blood. Thank you that He cleanses us of our unrighteousness, Lord. That we can trust in You. We can trust in Him alone. That we don't have to bank on what we do. We can bank on the fact that we have the perfect Savior, the sinless Savior, Savior that gave everything for us, and that now we have Your Holy Spirit living within us. That our our bodies are the temple, are your temple now, Lord. And, and, and we just want to thank you for that, that you've given us your Holy Spirit. Please never take your Holy Spirit from us. Help us to grow in the Holy Spirit and to submit and to obey, Lord. I pray for repentance, Lord, that you would cleanse our minds and our hearts of our unrighteousness. I pray that you would create in us clean hearts, renew in us right spirits. Help us to be clean vessels, Lord. We know that you're not going to use a dirty vessel, Lord. You don't want whitewashed tombs. You don't want us to be clean on the outside, but inwardly we're we're, we're, we're wicked and we're deceitful and we're not honest with you. Help us to keep short accounts with you so we can be humbled, so we can be used for your glory, so we can be used to to witness to more people and, and see your uh, just you know the name of your son Jesus Christ be 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 shown more and more in this world around us. And Lord, we thank you that Lord, as believers, we we have our brothers and sisters to rely on in the sense of when we need help, Lord, that the, the the body of Christ is there. Thank you for how you're already using us, Lord. Continue to provide opportunities where we can come alongside one another and, and, and help, Lord, in times of need, especially in the times now with all that's going on. We, we need encouragement from our brothers and sisters in Christ. We need that helping hand. We need the hands and feet of your son, Jesus Christ, to become live and active in our lives so we can know that we are connected to one another so I I pray that you would provide a way for us to connect back together so we could know that we have that support from from obviously you but from our brothers and sisters in Christ Father I I, I thank you for the reminder of understanding that we need to diligently seek seek you through the scriptures that we cannot rely on just what a man says but we need to fact check what is being taught to us so we understand truly it's coming from you Lord we don't want to hear from man we don't want to hear from man's opinion we want to hear the Holy Spirit inspired to give words to a man to share and that these words would be evident of, of, of without uh, any kind of alteration, that it would just truly reflect the word of God. So we thank you for that. Give us a hunger and a thirst to want to have the desire to seek you out through the scriptures and to grow in you through the study that you allow us to have. And Father, I thank you that even though we're going to face opposition, Lord, you would give us the strength. Again, we need to be able to stand upon the rock of Jesus Christ, Lord. We need to be able to humble ourselves and get prostrate before you, to get on our face, Lord, and and, and pray, Lord, to get on our face, to get as low as we can and to seek you, Lord. That is so important, Lord, that that posture shows a humility, Lord, 
beyond anything else, you got to get on your face. We got to get on our faces before you and seek you, Lord. And in that, you'll lift us up. You will appoint us at the right time to be lifted up because we, we've allowed you to humble us, Lord, and understand that you are our strength. You're our strong tower. You're our mighty fortress. We pray that you would go to bat for us in all the things going on, not only within our own communities, within our own state, within our own country, but within this whole world. Lord, we need Jesus Christ to be lifted on high. Only you can make things right. And so, Father, we look to you to be the answer for all of our problems. Father, we thank you and we love you. We pray this all in Jesus Christ's precious name. Amen.